0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the next episode of my podcast. And I'm coming back to the um, topics regarding sugar levels and glucose and diabetes and everything in between, to be honest, because this is now the time when I'm uh, getting deeper into the knowledge of um, how we can manage sugar levels better, how we can live healthier and longer without, for example, diabetes or other symptoms, and I will explain. This episode is especially dedicated to women because uh, women, I think, the, when we talk about insulin resistance or unregulated sugar levels, we're talking about metabolic disorder. This is when, obviously, uh, what happens is that our insulin doesn't function properly or, and our sugar levels are out of control because of the diet, poor lifestyle choices, and that may affect so many different things in our life. And I think because of that, women are more um kind of uh, can be impacted more by this because we're going through other changes like menopause we uh, we have pregnancy then obviously we have menopause and uh, dementia or alzheimer's they're both so so more um common in women uh, than in men and we want to understand why now the research is ongoing I mean nutritional studies is always difficult to um to do it right, yes, but there is a lot of body of evidence that sugar levels, uncontrolled sugar levels, even in healthy individuals, like they're not being diagnosed as diabetic, can lead to various things along the way, and um, and I want to talk about it uh, over the next few. Uh, episodes leading of course to my uh, sugar uh, blood sugar roller coaster challenge that I'm going to be running in May but also various other things so do subscribe to my podcast if you want to know more and I will be talking about different topics um, with the bonus episodes because I will be celebrating in April my 45th birthday and I'm so so um looking forward to record the episode on 45 things I um, as a, I experience or want to experience in my life. And it's a kind of like a reflection and summary and maybe also looking forward. So I'm looking forward definitely to that. Okay, so sugar levels and how do you know that they might be out of balance? Um, quite often, People ask me, and when I was coaching on NHS, which is basically public healthcare in UK, a lot of people came to me and they were surprised actually that their sugar levels came out higher than expected in just routine blood test Because... To be honest, you have no symptoms, right? If you don't know, you have no symptoms and you wouldn't be able to tell that, yes, they are related to sugar levels because how you can tell? Quite often we say we don't know why. We sometimes have a certain symptoms and we think, well, yes, because I'm perimenopause. The women, women. So that's probably why I have the symptoms, or I have this. This is probably why I have the symptoms. And quite often, it's very difficult to pinpoint this into blood sugar levels because how do you check, right? If you don't measure your sugar levels, you don't know, right? So I want to talk about a few sub things that you may potentially have, and I would uh, say that um, if you have any of those symptoms get your blood sugar levels checked. But I also will give you an opportunity to work with me for two weeks in May, where you will be wearing a continuous glucose monitoring system. This is only for people in UK for the moment, uh, unless you already have a glucose monitoring system and you want to either put it on because you haven't put it on yet, or you want to get uh, a maximum benefit out of it. So, I'm encouraging people to wear Libra 2 system. Um, doesn't matter whether you are diabetic or not. Um, pre-diabetic would be preferable, but I, I think everyone can learn something from it and it can be beneficial to anyone. It has been beneficial to my husband to understand certain things and he's totally healthy. So um, more details in the show notes, but if you want to subscribe, um, you take part in the program, I would really recommend you to... Um, to check this out, and you know what, it's free. Uh, it cost. It may cost you a cup of coffee for me, if if you want to. But other than that, it's your time, the investment in the sensor, which is not that high anyway, and you may uh, get out from the program. with a lot of knowledge, which I will tell you what to do with. What I'm asking is only for feedback and reviews after the program is finished, but you need to have time to do it and it's two weeks. So more details in the show notes. Okay, so let's talk about sugar levels. So when the sugar levels are out of range, we call it like a metabolic dysfunction. So um, it's not necessarily starting out as a diabetes right away, because usually diabetes develops for years, right? It doesn't just start tomorrow. It develops for years. A lot of people are pre and they don't know. And some people may have out-of-range sugars not, not knowing either. So... Um, Out of balance, sugar levels are very easy to get nowadays due to poor lifestyle and dietary choices, but also that sugar is everywhere in all of the food. We have our palates adjusted to the taste of sweet food. And when something tastes sweet, we like it. It gives us, like, a mm, kind of a bit of the release of endorphins, especially if we are unhappy. We say, like, oh, we're going to have that tub of ice cream and that will make us happy. But in many, many, many uh, instances, unregulated sugar levels and this uh, metabolic dysfunction leads to uh, ob- obesity, heart disease, stroke, and dementia. It's not only diabetes, particularly hard. Nowadays, so some research indicates that poor sugar levels can um, control can affect more women over 45. Uh, so that's me, and due to this, women are more likely to be obese and live with an increased risk factors um, for diabetes. So, um, so what we're going to talk about, and uh, in um, I'm going to talk about a few things in here. So um, Many health issues affecting monoliths can have their roots in poor blood sugar control and insulin resistance. Um, this includes PCOC, PCOC, yes, so uh, polycystic ovary syndrome and infertility, menstrual dysfunction, menopausal symptoms, weight management, and even skin health. I'm going to talk about some of them. And of course, the brain health, which is uh, leading to dementia and Alzheimer's, which is a type of dementia. So let's talk about the menstrual cycle. So our cycle is due to our hormones. So we have oestrogen and progesterone because at some point in our life, we can get pregnant and give birth, uh, hopefully, to um, a child, to a new human being. And therefore, we need all of those uh, hormones to sustain and maintain the pregnancy. So um, according to research, the glucose concentration tends to be higher in luteal phase. So you have two phases. It's this um, uh, folic, um, I think, phase. So it's like pre-ovulation and luteal phase, which is basically post-ovulation. And um, the higher levels of progesterone decrease insulin sensitivity. So it means that insulin is not as efficient at clearing glucose from your blood. So in post and I can see it in myself. So I'm type one diabetic. I have insulin pump, and I have two patterns. I have for the first two weeks, uh, I have lower insulin levels, and higher insulin levels in the two weeks uh, in the post ovulation phase, which seems like suddenly that insulin is just I need that requirement for insulin is more. Uh, And I also changed my diet in the post. So my diet is different in a post ovulation phase, because I know that if I load it with a lot of carbs and high glycemic food, then um, it will be so difficult to control sugar levels. So I increase my insulin intake, but I'm also mindful of what I eat. so, what can you do? Of course, you may not be diabetic um but you know you can in measure your sugar levels, like through the program I have through the c g m and it could give you some idea whether you you react to the sum of the foods in two different. Uh, ways, Um, but also avoiding high carb in the post uh, ovulation phase. And so therefore you can avoid spikes and elevated sugar levels. Menopausal symptoms. Okay. So this is something that really um, affects so many women. I don't know any kind of woman without any symptoms. So um, many women suffer from sweats and hot flashes. It's probably one of the biggest things that this this control of the temperature. It seems like it's it's very difficult to regulate without the um, the uh, adequate amount of hormones. So usually it is led by, um, you know, the the hot flashes through the drops in estrogen. So studies show that a link between incidence and severity of hot flashes and impaired glucose control. So more studies are needed, but overall lower level of estrogen may have effect on metabolic health and contributes to uh, poor uh, sugar level control and therefore making hot flashes worse. Um, Also, Quite often, menopausal uh, women have poor uh, sleep or sleep issues um, due to, for example, increased temperature and that unfortunately hinders body's ability to process glucose effectively. Now, I can definitely testify to that. I must say that I don't really have a lot of menopausal system, s- symptoms at this age. I have phases where I'm not necessarily sleep the best or I may sweat a little bit in the night, but they have gone. I must say that they, I don't know, it may come and go for sure, but I have not had those um, over the last uh, half a year or more. But I also noticed that when my blood sugar levels are not that well controlled, um, I suffer more from... Uh, sudden sweats for example I don't have hot flashes but sudden sweats or sweating in the night if I sweat in the night I know that my sugar levels are high and I go and check them so um, and maybe also more frequent urination but generally um, I must say (laughs) touch wood as they say my symptoms have not been um, worse um, because a, I, I'm very mindful of what I eat. Uh, I'm absolutely not perfect. I take vitamins and minerals. Um, I work very much so hard on my stress levels, which contributes so much to a lot of the, the symptoms as well. But then obviously all the sugar levels make uh, make it worse. Skin health, Um, so this is, many factors contribute obviously to skin health and skin issues like acne and wrinkles. So we accepted that wrinkles is reality for us women over a certain age, and obviously they're caused by decreasing collagen levels, and for acne is obviously excess oil production. So there's a lot of research suggests that excess sugar may play a role in several of these mechanisms. So excess sugar may lead to a process called glycation, which ultimately damages healthy cells through inflammation and oxidative stress. Glycation uh, alters normal collagen function. And collagen, of course, is a protein, but that plays a vital uh, role in the skin structure and resilience. So I've learned about collagen and how important it is and how excess sugars can break down collagen, even quicker, like the production of collagen is so so much slower when we age, um, but then you have on top of that excess sugar and it's just a disaster, so I started to taking start taking um good collagen uh, supplements and they do help, but it 's all about being regular consistent good collagen, which i 'm going to do a podcast on a uh, good dose of collagen. But like with any supplements, if you are not consistent, if you're not taking this for at least three to six months, you're not going to see the benefits. And I wanted to see benefits and I feel better and I, my my skin is better as well. Although it's not free from uh, some of the issues uh, yet. So high glycemic diet diet. Um, can lead to excess insulin, which in turn can impact skin ability to produce more oil and which contributes to acne. Um, And obviously our standard Western diet is terrible because it's full of glucose and fructose and dairy and meat and all of that can really negative impact and contribute to acne to uh, because due to activation of specific proteins in the body and really um really damaging cells on so many levels um so what can you do so changes in diet i think uh again you can take uh you can take uh, or participate in my program, measure your sugar levels for two weeks and see how you react to different food and then make sustainable changes into your diet and really lowering the glycemic glycemic index of the food you eat. Even with 10 weeks, uh, your skin can look so much better uh, with less or even zero acne if you can introduce some of the changes. The next one is weight loss. I'm not going to talk about this. This is a separate podcast on weight loss and obesity, but Insulin resistance and uncontrolled sugar levels have the major impact on putting on weight, especially over forty, over forty-five. Definitely, that we don't that our metabolic system does slow down, but if it has to cope with high glycemic food, with a lot of stress, poor sleep, like weight loss, is gonna be uh, a, a, a real challenge. So let's. Finish off with dementia. Now this is ev- like I can work out everything else in the um, in this in, in terms of uh, working on my skin on the supplements and my high uh, on my low glycemic food index and, and changing my lifestyle, stress less and all of that. What I'm really really scared in the future is my brain if i cannot think if i cannot um have a healthy brain it, it's going to be terrible for me and for others this is something that i'm really really concerned about therefore i definitely going to be working on so the, the dementia impacts twice as much oh, as many women uh than men and before even looking at metabolic health it is critical um you know the, the health of your brain um sorry, so even looking after your metabolic health uh is so critical for your health of your brain, so several studies indicate that high insulin resistance is associated with greater risk of cognitive dysfunction, so there is a lot of research it 's very complicated, but I will just say something about one of this so the first theory is linking metabolic health and dementia has to do with inflammation. So we know that excess sugar, um, poor diet choices really cause oxidative stress and inflammation in our body. So you can imagine that if you have cut in your skin and obviously it goes red, that's the inflammation, but obviously it's a healing. But in the body, you can have this lower grade inflammation when all of everything is inflamed, um, inflamed for a very long time. And out of that, uh, uh, different things can develop. So in people with Alzheimer's, a protein called beta-amyloid builds up in the brain. So that triggers an immune response from the body resulting in inflammation. This, is, uh, this inflammatory response can cause neurodegeneration. So metabolic syndrome also causes inflammation, which can exacerbate Alzheimer's disease. So we have also insulin receptors in our brain, and they are related to memory, and therefore their memory can be impaired by insulin resistance and consequently contribute to Alzheimer's. Now, the question is, what can you do on this? Well, Again, measure your sugar levels. Don't be afraid of putting the continuous glucose monitoring system. It's so available uh, and understanding what food and how it impacts your body. It's very individualized health. And I I, am absolutely for that because we are all very bio-individual. And so therefore we react to different foods in different ways. Measure that, make changes and basically build a healthy life from now, right? It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. Now you're taking the full responsibility for your health and let's do it, okay? So I'm finishing in that. If you want to know more, make sure that you uh, click on the link. It This will take you to the Google Drive document where I'm describing my program. And it starts, I think, on the 9th of May. We are here together in a WhatsApp group with the support with opening and closing a Zoom call when you can ask questions. And let's do this. Take care.